0: And welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where even if we don't make you giggle, who cares? Because we're still talking about our favorite TV show, The Golden Girls. (laughs) Yeah, you like that one, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're on the 27th episode in the series, Ladies of the Evening. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The
1: only thing I love more than that (laughs) intro uh, is this episode. This is one of the absolute classics, a must watch whenever it floats on uh, Lifetime or any other rerun. It's just, it's just pure funny. It's just such a ridiculous premise, but it works like so many times that they use ridiculous premises on the show. Um, I adore it there are
0: so many funny lines in this one it, yeah. it is like and yeah like there's no real serious through line in this one like I guess you could yeah. call the quote-unquote mentorship of Meg <laughs> but like yeah. every single thing is funny and I it I just like laughed the whole time um, from yeah. the beginning with the exterminator yeah exactly. very very reminiscent of Lou <laughs> oh, absolutely!
1: I also really give the exterminator credit for like pumping up his job, you know, like in charge <laughs> of like you mean crawl under the house. <laughs> Anyone could make it sound stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's good. He um he I think is in that category that we've talked about um of like guest stars with really really small roles, but yes. who really are are great, and I think like have really great chemistry, and I think he is like a less, he's obviously like a less douchey Lou, but he is, like you said, like he takes this job very seriously and the girls are kind of like, all right, like get rid of the bugs. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter.
1: Plateria <laughs> Andropoulos.
0: <laughs> the president of Greece lives on their baseboard. Maybe he'll be voted out next election.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> um. So I think one of the big, themes in this episode but it does like carry through the series is when the girls have like it's so fucked up like we saw when they're going on vacation but like when there's yes. like for some reason a limited number of tickets or seats or whatever that Sophia <laughs> never gets to go i know
1: i'm tired of being the tanto of the group <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah the jumping oh my god when they're yeah like, oh my god. And jumping like because it happens immediately we have this like hilarious little <laughs> you know uh termite issue which like gets them out of the house which is like it's a really good setup it's very valid you know and like they organically are like well we have to be out of here anyway let's make a weekend out of it all that stuff um and just (laughs) just like the giddy thing where they all stop and she's like woohoo, (laughs) woohoo! i think she has a watering can like it's so cute it's very cute um but yeah the uh the leaving her out is just terrible but I I do like it cuz like Blanche does say she goes like I tried to get another ticket like you know like she's it's not like she totally forgot about Sophia it's just like that's what happened you know and also come on like these days it would just be plus one not plus two so yeah what a premise but i guess that's how bert rolls <laughs> yeah.
0: but like her reaction to it is so great like the tonto the line and then it's like i don't have to stay here and get gas with the termites. like i, I get to go like, it's so oh
1: Dorothy, you're such a good daughter <laughs>
0: it's like that one that's my one of my
1: favorite lines is she walks immediately out of the room it's just so perfect um i assume she was also listening at the door because she was not in the room at the moment where they were talking about gassing the termites it was a little iffy (laughs) but i'll just i'll just play it off like she was (laughs) eavesdropping
0: (laughs) but it's like so like she holds on to that and she tries all of these different methods to be able to go which i think is great like so she tries that like italian guilt thing and then like so when just like the the um the concept of her not being able to go for for going's sake doesn't work. Then she like relapses from a pneumonia she had yeah, decades earlier. Like <laughs> and she totally tries to play, you know, pick off
1: the weakest link, uh, which is fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, like, oh, which bed do you want my I want the bed next to house? <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic um and she yeah she she's she's amazing also in the hotel room that they're in which is of, of course like the same of like the 12 sets that just circulate on this series <laughs> which is so great just like the psychiatrist's office from the last one um plays like the office and everything this is the <laughs> hotel room <laughs> same one where guantanamera happens but um <laughs> They use the same vase, the same hideous, weird vase that, like, is, like, season two set dressing that they had from the hallway the last episode. I just totally noticed it because I was paying attention to, like, the (laughs) hallway scene last time. I was like, wow, it's, like, here it is in the hotel. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I also... uh, the. this weird hilarious like tale of Rose. I'm sorry Blanche talking about how she you know slept with the president of the chamber of commerce yeah and this whole mocking Nixon thing which is really funny but I just it's just like the story takes this bizarre like almost like Rose St. Olaf story term which is like he was run over by 10 Shriners on mini bikes who just happened to have the exact change <laughs> Somebody, like, really wanted to get in, like, a Shriner's joke. It's <laughs> just, like, very funny. It just strikes me as, like, a very bizarre uh, storytelling thing. But, hey, the writers were having fun with it, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very, um, it is very St. Olive story-esque. But I think yes. that also Blanche does that, too, when she goes off on her, like, you know, like, wild tales of, like, the South and, like. Yeah the mint juleps and things like that so it, it was definitely in line and i yeah. loved it because there was there was a lot of nixon shade yeah. um and there are so many dated references in this one that i kind of get because i used to watch a lot of match game on the game show network <laughs> so like i know charles nelson riley like yep. i know like you know these names and john forth that's is up, yeah. like the other big one they're super excited about so. oh yeah which
1: is like the second time i'm
0: pretty mm-hmm. sure that like they've
1: mentioned both of them in Tantum
0: <laughs> together yeah it's a Big, big moment at the time. Exactly, exactly.
1: Wasn't, isn't Lonnie Anderson like Burt Reynolds' wife or girlfriend or something like I think that? so. Lonnie Anderson! Lonnie Anderson! That's <laughs> <laughs>
0: really Um cool. Yeah, and I mean, we uh, alluded to this before, but the, the in the hotel room, the hotel room overall is just like so funny, right? Because yeah. Sophia's still pissed off. She's not over it, which is yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, but the publisher's clearinghouse call is amazing <laughs> yes. because I, I think like it was so smart to have... Betty White or Rose I guess figure it out but like you know minutes after everybody else in the world has figured out that it's Sophia on the other line like it's it's so it's so good
1: yeah no it's it's like it's such a like you said it's such an of the moment yeah (laughs) like issue um when they go downstairs right like so we (laughs) (laughs) they're they're so dressed up it's just fantastic which of course is part of the whole like you know reason they're mistaken for prostitutes like just like these ball <laughs> but i love the establishment of the, the kind of establishment it really is like when the, the camera's panning for them walking downstairs in the, the hotel room the hotel guy's like i'm not running a hotel here um <laughs> the young lady's 100 i was like man just a hundred dollars huh i mean i'm not really sure what the going rate is uh for a prostitute these days but in a place like that for like miami near the beach i would have thought it'd be a little bit more but i guess i don't know I'm not. I'm not familiar with this with this uh, industry. So,
0: the '80s economy, man. Yeah, I
1: guess. I guess so. It's crazy. Um, and also, you know, so they go to the bar and like Blanche. You know, they're they're like almost home free, and Dorothy must be extra pissed that the you know Blanche wanted to have a, a a drink at the bar because she was ready to rock and roll. Um, but her snapping to the waitress, oh my God. like Miss always rubbed me the wrong way. Like yeah, even hate even back that. then, I
0: hate it's- it is also, when I was watching it too, I was like, this is, that is horrible. I don't like it at all. And it, yeah. I can't decide if I think it's out of character or not because I, I imagine that Dorothy would be respectful of service people, but also like, she's in a hurry. She's like, nah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like it either. And then when the men come over, those like, the, like, excusamente men, know. like those guys, it is, um. it <laughs> reminds me of, because probably it's the same exact set of when they're on vacation <laughs> and those like- Young yes. guys come over to sail their boat, you know, oh like God. it's like very the three, the three yeah. young guys
1: that would never be friends with each <laughs> other in real life. Like, these guys are a little. The premise is a little bit better for this one because they're at a clothing convention, yeah. like so you're like yeah. work friends, you know, like you're kind of weird. Um, I actually think the John from Kenosha is like a very good extra actor. Like he's one, he's one of the ones that like sort of stands out for me because when he goes scusamente, yeah, <laughs> like it's it so actually good. he he delivers it really well and he like turns on dime and like that. that and obviously, like you know, clicks it into Dorothy and Blanche's minds of like, what's going on? Does he think we're waitresses? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I really like that. You know, it's like such a goofy scene, but it's well written because they have the you know, Dorothy's a very good teacher. Everyone who's had her says she's great. Like, that's pretty risque, right? Like, so, <laughs> yeah, it's really great and it plays off very well. So, um, it's just such a silly premise i don't know of any other show that i watched you know in the 80s and 90s that had something like this because it's so over the top but it just again it just delivers because the, these women sell this so well um, oh my
0: god yeah and i mean especially i feel like they're able to really take it to another level with rose because she's so innocent and oh yeah. she's so like you know naive and when she's talking when they after they get <laughs> she gets booked and she's talking about um, you know, like her her destiny in prison. It's like the others will taunt me for excelling at my work in the laundry. Like she has this whole like long But like <laughs> it's so
1: true to what she yeah, would do, right? 100%. She would do a very good job in the laundry. <laughs> really, it's really, like, awkward. You're not very good in a crisis, are you, Rose? Amazing. Um, Like, what a
0: dry response.
1: (laughs) She's so pissed off. And that's, like, really the best way um, to deliver that line for Dorothy. It's so good. Um, Also, when she's doing that whole shtick you know this is even before they get booked this is just like when they're being held basically hostage by the very like sweaty and disheveled chief of police he looks like very oh my god yeah out of sorts (laughs) i was like put your tie on man you weren't doing any hard work um but (laughs) she goes she goes i'd have to like you know be be a fugitive taking jobs that people who have who got bad grades in school (laughs) which like there's a lot in that statement and we've talked about before where like Dorothy is like the liberal check in like the like you know 80s uh Reagan Bush era conservatism to Rose's like very sheltered upbringing Mm -hmm. um but like man that line just stood out for me so hard today like even today of just like dealing with people's perception of this this ridiculous American idea of like well if you aren't doing well at a job or you don't have this type of job or this type of life or this type of economic scenario then it's your fault right it's like it is such a poisonous idea in our culture that is the fakest piece of shit and it's like it's just so interesting like because this is like a little like fantasy thing but like it's so telling that rose says something like that i don't know just that that was like not meant to at all be any sort of political comment when it was like listed here or maybe it was i don't know but it was it's just like snuck in there but it stood out to me so like intensely
0: yeah, no, I I hear that. I mean, it's there's no hospital administrator that I know who, would, <laughs> who got bad grades in school. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so that that I don't know. Maybe actually, that's funny. That's like almost the heaviest part of the episode <laughs> for me. Yeah, because that part stood out. Of like, come on, Rose. Like, this is real life. Um, and I mean,
0: I think the girls' reaction to the women who are actual who are actually working as prostitutes is yeah. very like. Um, you know, like, I don't think that it was set up to be, like, unpacked and, right. and, and examined, but I do think, you know, looking at it in a scholarly way, it's kind of impossible not to, because Blanche's whole thing is like, you know, like, quiet, you trash, yeah. like, she just, like, can't, and, and I think um you know like the she gets confronted and there's this like very weird fight scene and then like Dorothy goes back to her like (laughs) dirty hairy (laughs) impressions like and actually oh man see I'm
1: just like now realizing this like this is actually heavy and and, in your like exactly what you just said not really meant to be but like we're unpacking it of like Dorothy's commentary like on the public school system yeah (laughs) it's not much different than this yeah that's very funny (laughs) I mean it's very hilarious but it's also like damn that's what kind of fucking society do we live in (laughs) like that's really no um yeah and it's interesting because other than Meg which instill like you know the way that Rose is talking with her is like this whole like pitiable creature and she also (laughs) says like nothing could be bad enough at home for you to be doing what you're doing. And I'm right. like, There could going to be a lot of fucking things bad at home. Like, you don't even know. So anyway, yeah, that strikes me very odd. But um, besides that, they don't really bond with any of them right like where you think that that would be there's really not enough time in the episode to like have any other moment <laughs> of like understanding and that's also not the point the point is that you know Sophia kind of uh screws them or rather they screw themselves yeah um, out of seeing Bert but uh, but yeah it's kind of interesting to think about this whole like commentary of like their viewpoint on these women
0: yeah, and actually like on that, I think it's it's another thing that maybe we're reading too much into, but that is the whole point of this podcast, right? Is when um <laughs> is when <laughs> We're doing a great job. Is when Rose is telling the Butter Queen story, which is uh, amazing. Like the mm-hmm. whole thing is is butter was spelled R-O-S-E. It's so <laughs> great. But Dorothy's reaction is Rose, stop, you're embarrassing yourself. And it, it's funny and Rose is like, No, I have to keep going, like I have yeah, to get this off my chest, whatever. Butter memories. <laughs> but I think that Dorothy, uh, uh, you know, in in opposition to Blanche, would humanize the people they're in the cell with and be like, yeah, you're embarrassing yourself. Like, all of these people are seeing it. Whereas I think Blanche just wouldn't be concerned because she doesn't, you know, like, view them as, like, her peers or, or whatever. And I think that that is something that um is translatable on yeah. a lot of different unfortunate levels I think people dehumanize um people of different races and you know like all of these things so it's so um indicative of that progressive liberal although you know like there's some flaws in it but like that stance that like of you're embarrassing yourself in front of all of these people and not yes. like who cares what they think they're prostitutes you know like it's very right. So it's so nice to have her there as the liberal check that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're right. I didn't even think about that. Because also, like, Blanche just goes, like, after her, you know, near fight, <laughs> Darcy <laughs> bails her out, she just sort of fades out, right? Like, Rose is telling her Butter Queen story, and she goes, <laughs> she goes, I wanted to be Butter Queen. She goes, oh, yeah, what an actress.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she was so not good listening. and gone with the wind, like,
1: totally not paying attention to bits and pieces. Also, by the way, I never actually got that joke. Um, But I looked it up because, you know, I'm not a Gone with the Wind fan. Big shocker. Why um, not? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we're uh, 18 minutes in on this podcast, so we have to do another one. Um, No, but there was an actress, um, actually a black actress named Butterfly McQueen. Um, Ah. and that's what she's referring to so I was like oh okay (laughs) here so this this makes a lot of sense but it was so good it really is so good it's so great but yeah but so Blanche is fading out and you're right like that's not she's she doesn't think of them as people um and it's like yeah it's just it's just such an interesting uh topic to explore of like of how Dorothy feels about this and also like she's still scared right it's still different people like these women are like not relatable in any sense of just being like, just again, Dorothy being like, we're in prison. I know you have to be tough or <laughs> getting like yeah. in a fist fight. Um, but also, I love like what i don't know again as i mentioned before not like sure about what the prostitution industry looked like in miami in the 80s but just the outfits that these girls are wearing oh my god um (laughs) like just like the jewelry and the makeup of just like you know the teased out hair which like probably was all true but it's just it's just funny here where it's like played up as like the exaggerated features of like what these women would be wearing
0: um oh what cute earrings (laughs) I know I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race and I feel like some of these outfits are like exactly the same
1: <laughs> inspiration oh man somebody should do inspiration from this particular
0: episode the Golden I honestly girls. think they might have <laughs> I mean seriously yeah it's perfect. Um, but of course okay so you know like these girls are having this experience in a jail cell like there's so many like crazy things about that but then Sophia comes to bail them out and she's like okay so which one of you isn't going if That's I do so this great. and also like yeah like like she didn't get to go she was pissed off in the beginning and now she's coming down and she's like i'm doing all this and you're still not gonna let me go and they're all like you know trading like reasons why they should go and like i know they all kind of make a good case for themselves i mean the butter queen incident is a little you know a little
1: off but also rose is definitely the most emotionally torn at that exactly
0: (laughs) she needs a win (laughs) um but it's so it's such a great and funny moments to see Sophia grab the tickets and then, like, you know, do that, like, victory, like, hands yeah. to the sky, like, ha yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. They're not here. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... And- and then she, you know, like, when they're all, like, back at the house, when they got bailed out or whatever, and Sophia's telling these stories that just oh. seem, like, so insane. Because, you know, like, you've been, you're, you know, whenever you're at an event where there's, like, a yeah. celebrity, I think when you're recounting the story, sometimes you try to inflate your interactions with them and Absolutely. whatever. And they're all like, you didn't do that. None of that happened, whatever. And Sophia's like, I think that was just about the time that I was, <laughs> I was nibbling a giant shrimp-, <laughs> shrimp from
1: Jerry Reed's hand. It was so amazing. But, like, she gets that, you know, the power is back and- in her corner and she just relishes it it's it's fantastic she does it so well and I love that like her th- three wicked roommates are jealous <laughs> yeah it's so <laughs> it's funny so great um the also you know of course uh Burt Reynolds appearance himself which of course like you know solidifies the fact that her stories were not made up and in fact Burt
0: Reynolds is going to take her up and I it. love so much when he shows up because I feel like the audience um reacts like in a way that uh is very um unreplaceable because like you would there's no way you wouldn't know that he was gonna be on the show, obviously, right? But like in the studio audience they like see him and then like take a minute to be like, oh my God, like that's yeah. Kurt Reynolds. Like, that's his... <laughs> yes, that's and actually him. He is so good. I mean, you know, like I don't I I have never seen um I don't think a single Burt Reynolds movie, but (laughs) I do get it because, like, first of all, he's so charismatic, but also he's so good in this scene. Like, he's so like Sophia here, like my friend Sophia. (laughs) (laughs) and he leans in
1: to say hi, like wave to her, like with like a look of recognition. It's very cute. Yeah. Also, his collar is appropriately 1980s, like 16 (laughs) sizes too big. (laughs) It's just everything about it is fantastic. Um And yeah and just like which one's the slut like yeah. it's funny too that might be like you know Sophia's definitely like thrown that word around about Blanche before but like the fact that it's already sort of like the typecast like this is her personality that like Sophia would describe to someone else I don't know if we've really seen that as much so to have somebody else say it. Like a different character say it to reflect back is just fantastic, and it's also, of course, the the you know the funny end line where they're all like, ah, it's, "It's me, <laughs> yeah. it's me, I want to sleep the third Reynolds." Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> it's a great also one. like horn, horned up old ladies again. Yeah. Like it's just so fantastic. <laughs> but. Yeah. Wow. I think we really pulled like way more like intense like depth and conversation about uh, the current state of the United States. Yeah. From that one more than I thought. But bottom line is it really is just (laughs) too fucking amazing and too fucking funny. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. I think think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. So next time we're going to discuss the strange complications of your friend dating your ex, but also getting wrapped up in a mafia dispute. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.